This is The Granite Beat, a podcast where we highlight New Hampshire journalists, ask them about recent stories they've published, and about what it's like to cover their corner of this small and interesting state. I'm Julie Hart, and I'm here with Adam Drapshow. Hello. Rick Green has reported in New Hampshire for the Laconia Daily Sun and the Granite State News Collaborative, and for the past year plus has been the State House reporter for the Keene Sentinel. Those are only his most recent posts, though. Rick spent nearly 20 years with the Associated Press covering Oregon and Oklahoma. Thank you for joining us today, Rick. You're welcome. Rick, I think you're our first guest so far that has been as well-traveled. I'm curious what got you into journalism, uh, what brought you to New Hampshire, and then how you find the New Hampshire media landscape to be uh, distinct or different from other places you've worked. New Hampshire's a really cool place to be a journalist, given its first-in-the-nation status with the primary. And I've never had quite the opportunity to, to meet people as I've had here. I've met uh, Joe Biden. I've met most of the major candidates that have come through. And that's one of the really cool things about New Hampshire that I really enjoy. I got into uh, journalism just because I like to write and I like to have an impact and, and be in the know on current events. I've always liked the news and kept track of what's going on uh, and always subscribe to newspapers. And it's just been a, a fun thing for me to do over the years. And it, it, you know, to get paid for it as well is, is a plus because I mean, where else can, can, can you um, kind of be able to meet the range of people and, and do the sorts of things we get to do as a journalist? I feel it's a real privilege. Yeah, I think one of our previous guests, uh, David Brooks, said if you have a uh, reporter's notebook on you, you basically have license to go into any building and ask any question you, you want, uh, where they probably throw you out if you, if you didn't. So there's a distinct privilege that comes with it. Yeah, yeah, there really is. Like right now, I'm at UNH in Manchester getting ready to cover a roundtable discussion of educators and business people talking about higher education funding. And I showed up here about a half an hour early and I said I, I needed a room to do this podcast. They, they set me up in a nice room and gave me a bottle of water and a place to plug in my laptop. And they, they treat you very well when you're, uh, <laughs> when, when, uh, when you're covering something usually, not always, but usually. Yeah. So how'd you land in New Hampshire? Well, Honestly, it was more of a family personal decision than anything else. My daughter went to school at Brandeis and began her career out here in the Boston area. My two sons are starting their careers in the Portland, Maine area, and we just kind of wanted to be near our kids. And, and so we um, had an opportunity to buy a blueberry farm of all things in New Hampton, New Hampshire. And then I saw there was uh, an opening at the Laconia Daily Sun, and I was lucky enough to get hired there and spend several years there. So it's I've just really been fortunate in, in that regard. But it was really a family decision in, in great part to come out here. And there wasn't a lot really to keep me in Oklahoma City. Do you find uh, you spoke about having the primary as makes uh, New Hampshire a distinct place to, to do this job? I wonder if the readership, if the audience is any different, found that New Hampshire readers are any different in the way they respond to your to your work than they were in Oklahoma or, or Oregon? Well, it may just be a sign of our times, but I noticed more in recent years, heavy political engagement by the readership. 
and I, I noticed that at the Sun and uh, noticed it just kind of in general. People are quite interested in what they view your politics as. And I've always considered myself a flaming moderate. And, uh, and people ask me at times, you know, what, uh, I'll ask them a question, they'll, they'll ask, well, what, what are your political leanings? And I always tell them, you know, I'm a, I'm a reporter, I'm agnostic on that. Uh, so uh, that's one thing I've noticed. I'm not sure if it's New Hampshire or if, again, it's just as people are just become more political and, and see everything really through that lens more than anything else. Now, this is not your first stint as a state house reporter. I know that you covered the Oklahoma legislature. Having that sort of flaming moderate identity, is that that's an important thing to, to protect as a state house reporter. I would imagine that's a challenge to get to keep confidence on both sides of the aisle that you're someone that couldn't be trusted with their uh, with their perspectives. Yeah, what I've noticed, and maybe you've noticed this too is you're going to get complaints anyway. But if you get complaints from the right and the left, then you feel like, hey, maybe I'm doing something right. <laughs> the more complaints, the better, right? As long as they're diverse. Well, it, you know, you're, you're writing about things that people really believe in viscerally. And they'll look for any nuance where they, they feel like, you know, you may be leaning one way or another. And... It, it's just a, you know, it, it comes with the territory, so you expect it. But if, if you are getting feedback from both sides, that does, in all seriousness, tell you that, well, maybe, maybe you are kind of staying to, to the middle of the road. One thing you get from people is um, this idea, well, why don't you do more positive and more, you know, uh, uplifting kind of news? And, and we do that, you know, we do profiles and, and we do any number of things. But uh, the, the, what I always tell people is you may cover an airport and 100 lane, uh, planes will land safely and one will crash and burn. So are you going to cover the, the planes that had the safe experience or the one that unfortunately had a calamity? It's, it's just kind of the nature of the business. Speaking of the nature of the business, have you found it harder to be a state house reporter given the changing climate, particularly in regards to news media? No, you know, I really enjoy state house coverage, and it's amazing how similar the mechanisms of the state house are from one state to the next. You know, there's bills that uh, start in one chamber and cross over to the other. There's always the question of whether the governor is going to sign the bill or not. There's moving through the committee process and, and the public input. So there's a, a lot that's uh, similar at the state house, And there's always so many things to write about because there's hundreds of bills that, that are filed. You could kind of uh, pick and choose. And you get to write about, you know, the issues of the day that uh, affect people. Right now, legalization of marijuana for recreational use is something that a lot of people are interested in mm -hmm. school choice or school vouchers is another area property tax these are all things that people really care about you mentioned um that is something that you really enjoy uh as a beat however i it's my understanding that the beat of statehouse reporter is one that's sort of endangered in fact i could you tell me about how long your beat has existed at the keen sentinel how your job title came to be and what it's like to be a statehouse reporter, one of the few statehouse reporters in Concord. Yeah, 
Well, it um, all began basically December 1st, a year ago, not this last December 1st, but the one before that. And, and my position was kind of a crowdfunded position. And then this year is, is part of the, you know, the regular uh, newspaper staff. And uh, so it, it began, you know, with a desire, I think, to have a return to some, some of the hard news that maybe has become less frequent in some newspapers. I think newspapers just in general have, have retrenched and have struggled to find a way to stay economically feasible. And so one of the first things a lot of them cut might be the state house because they'll say, you know what? The Associated Press is covering the state house. So why do I really need to, to do it? And you get these situations where even papers who are in the capital of a state are not covering the state house. It's, it's kind of unusual. So what's the counter to that argument? Would you say to argue for a state house reporter? Well, what I try to do at the state house is try to make it relevant to the newspaper readership. I know people care about their property taxes because New Hampshire is one of the highest property tax rates in the nation. So if I could write about that issue, and if I can make it even more particular to my readership, and as again, I work for the Keene Sentinel, and Keene has one of the highest property tax rates in one of the highest property tax states, I feel like people are gonna care about that. Today, I'm at UNH in Manchester, and the president of Keene State University is going to be speaking. So obviously I'm going to be listening to what he has to say and taking a photo of him and talking to him afterwards. You can uh, really localize stories even when you're covering statewide issues. And I, I think that's that's the argument is that if, if you can do compelling journalism and if you can get on the front page and if you could break things that people aren't otherwise covering, then I feel you're relevant. Have you had a reader response to your work since it's a new position for the Sentinel? I have. I've, I've had just a, a lot of positive feedback, people uh, appreciating that we now have Statehouse coverage, uh, people giving me story ideas, and it's, it's really been fun and, and a return kind of to journalism roots uh, in some regard. How do you mean? Well, uh, again, from the standpoint, as, as you mentioned, that there are fewer statehouse reporters and there's fewer reporters in general. And so if, if you could still be a print reporter for a newspaper, that's a real privilege. If you could be a print reporter covering something that isn't getting covered as much as it used to be, like statehouse, that's, that's a privilege as well. So that's newspapers, you know, the product, the print product. Is, is becoming something that's part of our history, uh, more so perhaps than our future. And uh, statehouse coverage is, is one facet that has kind of been getting short shrift in recent years. Do you see a way to bring it forward into whatever the new future is? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like the way to do it is the way a lot of places have been doing it, to try to have a social media presence to try to do things like, like we're doing now, other unconventional types of reporting and, and media coverage, whether it's podcast, whether it's video and other opportunities to, you know, use different mediums to, to tell your story. I don't, I don't have the answer. If I did, you know, I'd probably have my own newspaper company.
<laughs> well, it's hard to imagine a beat that's more uh, consequential than covering the state house, where new laws are made for every resident of the state. So I'm grateful to organizations like the Sentinel that continue to invest in that type of coverage. Yeah. Yeah, it's just um, the history of newspaper coverage, and there's fewer newspapers than ever. There's fewer statehouse reporters than ever, so it feels like a privilege to do it, and the onus is on me and other statehouse reporters to make it relevant, to find issues that affect people and report on that in an engaging way, and that's what I try to do. I wanted to ask you about one of those issues specifically, and that's about uh, uh, the cannabis legalization, or at least the, the recreational use legalization, which has been become a perennial issue in New Hampshire. The, the House will pass it every session, and then it somewhere along the way uh, gets stuck or dies or and doesn't quite make it to the governor's desk. And the governor has promised over the years that if it does make it to his desk, that's where it would die. So I wonder what made you decide that this was worth uh, a deep dive and how you went about reporting that story. There seems to me be more bipartisanship on, on this marijuana legalization measure than some in the past, particularly in the Senate. And there's been several new senators elected who are in favor of recreational legalization and they've replaced senators who felt otherwise. So I feel like there's a, a, a decent chance that it could pass the Senate. So my process was to call as many of the new senators as I could to kind of poll them and see where the numbers are right now. And right now, it seems like there's a decent chance that it, that it could pass the Senate. What will happen when it gets to the governor is anybody's guess. But there's talk that he may be interested in a presidential run. And if so, marijuana legalization is tremendously popular, in particularly in New Hampshire. So that all factors into it, and it just feels like something people care about. Do you have any questions, Julie? I do. I have one um, final question for you, Rick. What advice would you give somebody who's interested in starting a career in journalism? Well, I, I would say if you like to write, you should pursue it. You know, and it just depends on the person and how much of a passion they have for it. I'm, I'm a firm believer that people should do what they're passionate about and, you know, get with your career office at, at your university, talk to journalists. There are certainly a, a lot of people who are employed as journalists still and all. And just like in the past, it's not the highest paying job in the world. And sometimes the working conditions aren't the best, but in terms of the colleagues you'll have, uh, the stories you'll be able to tell, uh, the people you'll be able to meet, the pictures you'll be able to take, it's unparalleled. I, I wouldn't have picked anything else. I really wouldn't have. And I feel like the opportunity is still there for people who want to pursue it. All right. Well, that's a good note to go on. Uh, Rick, uh, I know you've got a lot of stuff to cover today, so I guess we better let you get to it. The Granite Beat is a project of the Granite State News Collaborative in partnership with the Laconia Daily Sun. We record at the Lakeport Opera House, and our theme music is composed by Bob McCarthy. Thanks also to the Marlin Fitzwater Center at Franklin Pierce University for editing and other support. 